the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County. AM 1210, San Diego. KPRAZE. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPRAZE, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Oh, that's me. How you doing, my friends? Welcome to Come Together San Diego. Have we got a show for you today. You know, uh, I always love uh, doing this broadcast because it gives me an opportunity to have audience with people who have similar heart cries for the Lord, but they express them in so many different ways. And uh, my two co-hosts for this hour and the next hour, uh, it, that is the case. They have a vision uh, that's burning inside their heart, but they are expressing it in different ways. My first hour is going to be a, a gentleman by the name of Mike Rovner, and he is the CEO of a, a very successful construction company, but he is also uh, not only a lover of God, but God has stirred him to do some things with his skill set, but also uh, uh, other ministry outreach kind of things. So he's doing things in a church environment, uh, in a in a pastoral assistance uh, environment. But he's also written a book, and it's going to help. It's built to help people in businesses who may be wondering whether they're really in business anymore or not. He's got some precepts and principles to share. It's found in his book, but it's also found in some of the things that he does to teach and counsel business people as well. So let me introduce to you for the first hour, my brand new friend, Mike Rovner. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? Hi, Kaz. Uh, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. You know, as I, one of the things we like to do uh, on this show, Mike, is to encourage all of our listeners to glean from the understanding and revelation of our guests, because some of our guests have things that could very specifically deal with our listeners, and they can begin implementing the content of the interview. So uh, you're more than an interviewee, you're a co-host, so let's figure out uh, what God wants to have our listeners for this hour discern and uh, incorporate into their life and lifestyle. So, Mike, uh, I gave a little overview for our listeners, uh, the uh, successful owner of a construction company, and uh, it's called Rovner Construction, yes? Yeah, that's correct. (laughs) But but one of the things that we do uh, as as believers, you know, we have our day-to-day jobs, but we also use those as springboards into what God, other things that God wants us to do. It reminds me, Mike, of the Apostle Paul. He was a tent builder, (laughs) but that that was his day job, and the rest of his time he was ministering and bringing people closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. So you are a contractor, but you're also contracting in the lives of people. Let's talk a little bit about you and the overall view, and then we're going to dig more deeply into some of the specifics that God has you doing. I'm handing the baton to you, co-host Mike Rovner. (laughs) Hey, uh, 
again, Kaz, thanks for having me. And, you know, the first scripture that came to mind as you were sharing is, um, is it's in Second uh, Corinthians 5.20. It says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. Mm. One translation says, we represent Christ. So one of the things that we're proponents for is that people, when they're at their job, at their work, their work is actually their ministry. Mm. And so I get to interact every day with people that may never step foot in a church and may never even get to um, experience or meet Jesus except through me. So uh, I would say to the listeners is that your job is your ministry. I mean, through our company, which this is just like one of the supernatural miracles that have happened um, in our company and in our business, is that over 1,000 people come to know Jesus through our business. And, And I'm not... So, you know, and that's more, I would have to say that's more than probably a lot of churches. So people that are listening, I would say to you that your job is your ministry, and you can really impact your sphere of influence by just walking out the scriptures. That's right. Oh, that's so, Mike, that's ingenious. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But, you know, that's what God calls us to do. He doesn't necessarily call us into a pulpit ministry. He, he's calling us to live for Christ. What does that look like to you, my listening friend? Right, Mike? It'll look different to each person, and especially for those people who are business entrepreneurs or business owners, they're going, mm, I'm not having a chance to really uh, minister from my business because my business is being challenged. So I'm sure that God has given you uh, revelation on how to make and keep a successful business even in the times of contrary situations. Let's talk just a little bit about that, but I also, in this opening segment, want to spend a little bit of time about some of the pastoral work that you do uh, and and what that looks like as well. Would you be so kind as to take those two tasks on, Mike? Sure. Uh, well, I could probably remember the second one, so you have to remind me <laughs> about the first. But my wife and I are um, lay pastors at our church, and what we're, uh, what we're called at our church is the marketplace pastors. Yes. So the people in our church that are in business, that are managers, that are in the workplace, that are entrepreneurs, we are pastoring them on how to put the Bible into practice in their job. And, um, and we've seen significant growth in people, significant growth in our church. You know, so, um, you know, I, I often ask pastors this, uh, um, do they want to win their city uh, for Jesus Christ? And most pastors, Chaz would, Chaz would say yes, correct? Sure, but, <laughs> I know there's a but in there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but here's the thing is, um, if you want to win the city, you have to win the marketplace. That's right. Because you have to go into the city. Is, That's good. You have to, because the marketplace, it's really where all the influence is, right? Yes. And so um, I, I tell pastors this, everything you need to win your city is sitting right in your pew. And what God has showed us is that if we, we are literally trying to pull the greatness out of the people in the workplace that go to our church, and encourage them, inspire them, equip them to go out and win their sphere of influence Ooh. for Jesus Christ. Oh, my. That's so good. You know, you know the, the Scripture that you and I really embrace is the Scripture that says, and the Lord said, uh, well done, good and faithful servant, enter the joy of your Lord. The point of the matter is that being well, doing well has, it does, is not specifically ministering from a pulpit. It is basically ministering the life and lifestyle of Jesus from wherever you are, 
And one of the great things that I've seen about you, Mike Rovner, is that you uh, not only do that, but you train people who are business owners and in that ilk to do the same. So that's the other portion of the question I want to ask you beyond the uh, pulpit uh, relationships and things like that, going out and teaching business men and women. We've got about three or four minutes left in this segment. You can expound to your heart's content, and then I will stop you for a commercial break. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. You know, so so basically – you know, what I've been um, encouraging and training business people to do, and I, I love people to go onto our website and they can pull up all the resources at uh, thriveteaching.org. And we just have a library of resources for business people. You can download it all for free. And so basically um, what I experienced was that as I put the Bible into practice, and when I'm talking about the simplistic stuff, it's not complicated. Like as I operated in integrity, as I you know, I try to truly serve my employees, my vendors, and my clients in a godly way. People have come up to me and basically wanted to know, hey, what is different about you? But I'll tell you, Cass, if I could tell you the one secret that sure. really, really, this revolutionized my business and my life was that I think about 15 years ago, the Lord showed me as part of my job was to pray for the people that I work with. And I'm not talking about stopping them in the hallway and praying for them. On Saturday, today I did this. I came to my office, and I have lists of the people that work for our company, our vendors, our subcontractors, our clients, and our employees. And so every Saturday for the last 15 years, I've called out their name before the Lord. And I'm not praying that they'd give me more business. I'm praying that they'd come to know Jesus. I'm praying that if they know Jesus, that they would know him better. I'm praying for their family their marriages, their kids. And once I started doing that, there was like a supernatural attraction of people to me. Because here's what I found, Kaz, is that you will love who you pray for. Oh, my. And so when, and so when you pray for people, it gives you a love for them. And so people can feel that when they're interacting with me. And you can't fake that, right? That's not something you could fake. Yes. So well, the fact that I've been praying for these people... Uh, it, it, there's been like an attraction that I love on them, and in turn, they love on me back. Oh, I love it. My friends, I guess you can tell that I have a man who's on fire with me on the other end of this line. He's my co-host for this first hour, Mike Rovner, Rovner Construction. He, he's talking a little bit, first of all, about uh, ministering to other people in, in the church environment, where he and his wife assist the pastor there. And what's the name of that church, Pastor? I mean, well, I'll call you uh, Pastor, uh, Mike. <laughs> sure, thanks. Uh, um, so it's uh, the City Church, California. We're in Ventura, California. Very good. And so um, a great, uh, great church, great pastors that really embrace the marketplace. And that's one of the things that we're trying to do at Thrive Teaching, is we're trying to partner with churches. Yes. So that they'll, you know, we're, we're partnering with them. We have resources for them to use. It's literally, you go to Thrive Teaching. Dot org, and it's literally marketplace in a box. Oh, they can I take love it. it, download it, and use it with their business people. Oh, and my. we've seen incredible results. We've seen not only, okay, so sometimes people um, quantify success by how a business is doing financially, but we quantify success in a different way, how the people are doing, first of all, spiritually. Because yes. when, you're, when your people in the marketplace are growing spiritually, it's good for every area of their life. Oh, my. We've seen people, you know, like that are like incredibly growing spiritually and also growing relationally. Yes. And as a byproduct of that, 
they grow financially, oh. and they're able to then support and uh, and be a, a financial support of the vision the pastor oh, had. I love it. Hey, 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 Mike Rovner, co-host, would you would you mind hanging with us for the next few segments? We've got this entire hour to uh, unpack this, and uh, I have a feeling we're going to be digging more deeply into the who, why, what, where, when, and how of this Thrive Teaching and ThriveTeaching.org. But before we go, I just want to spend just, we're going to be alluding to this throughout uh, your hour, but you have also written a book that is really in the forefront of your teaching process. I love the title. I'm going to share this with the people and give me the sh- the 30-second elevator speech about this, and we will come back in the remainder of this hour and talk more about it. But listen to this, my friends. If this doesn't stir you up, it's called Supernatural Business. Wouldn't you like to have your business a supernatural business as well? A quick elevator speech on this, 20 seconds or so, to tease the people as we come back from the commercial break. Uh, Co-host Mike Rovner. Yeah, absolutely, Cat. So I've operated in the natural, uh, which is working super hard. And uh, you have to have all the resources. You have to have education and all the experience and uh, make all the right moves. And it's really super hard. And I've also operated in the supernatural. So, and this one I found the supernatural is better because <laughs> in the natural, we rely on ourselves. Oh, that's but in right. the supernatural, we become God reliant in our job, in our business, and that's where we experience the supernatural God. My, 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 my listening friend, hold on to that thought, and Mike and I will uh, extrapolate further on this. We've got some great things, especially if you are in business or thinking about it or participating with a business. There are successful techniques and approaches that are tied to Scripture intimately. And my co-host, Mike Rovner of Rovner Construction, and I will tell you about it when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Hey, my friends, and I'm back with a dynamite show with dynamite topics. In this first hour, we are going to deal with business and uh, how it can be you can customize it to be more like God's business through you, and we know that God's business through you has every every uh, opportunity for success when us doing our own thing, uh, not so much. And then the next hour, we're going to have a lady by the name of Michelle Sofer who really has a heart for pro-life and the sanctity, the sanctity of life. So that's the second hour, and she's an author as well. Hey, co-host Mike Rovner, how you doing? Hey, good to be with you, Cass. Thanks, man. Okay, here's what's going to happen. I've got a bullet point on my script, and I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to hand the baton to you, and I will forewarn you when we get close to a break. Is that fair? Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, here's what I have written for this segment. You can, you know, because you're the co-host, I think I mentioned to you when we talked on the phone, as a co-host, you can change the rules and change the directions because guess what? You're the co-host. You're not an interviewee. <laughs> so let me yeah, just... Just having a conversation with two friends. I like it. Um, Let me read to you the bullet point, and then you can choose to jump into this, or you can change the subject if you would like. Here's the, the question that I wrote or the comment that I wrote. Can budding entrepreneurs really build their businesses based on lessons from the Bible, even in today's rough and tumbled days that are 
in front of us now. So that's the question. Would you like to jump into that, or would you like to co-host yeah. Change the Gear? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I would like to jump in that question, but I'd like to go backwards because I'm kind of feeling this is uh, the direction uh, that I'd like to, to go with some sure. of it because we were talking about, you know, using your business as a ministry, and yes. it just really because it really does spur something in me, Cass. And so, you know, one of the things I want to make clear with people, you know, give some clarity, is I'm not talking about being a, a Jesus weirdo. I'm not talking about being odd for God. I'm, a, I'm just talking about living out your faith in application, in the Ooh. way that you communicate with people and the way you treat people. You know, there's a phrase that's so, called supernaturally natural and naturally supernatural. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, just talking about being, just being Christian, you know, Ooh. just, um, you know, here's the, here's the thing, walking into my office one day, just, you know, kind of cruising in and um, just really sensed something, you know, from uh, my receptionist, right? And, um, you know, um, and I just stopped and I, I just said, how, you know, how are you? And um, I, she looked up and I could see that, you know, like something was troubling her. And I just, I just put my hand on her shoulder as I walked by. You know, uh, uh, a few days later, she said to me, she goes, um, you know, it, it was almost like I, you know, I felt like the hand of God or mm. the hand of Jesus touched me. So we could be like, we could be Jesus to pe- for people. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, like it was just one, this one time. And then, you know, um, since I own the company, you know, like I occasionally, and I know this might sound a little weird to people, but occasionally I'll bring, I'll bring my dog in to work with me. Occasionally, <laughs> not very often, right? And I had stopped doing it. I'm talking about for probably a year. Just had stopped doing it. I'm busy. And, you know, like it just didn't, I didn't really have time. So one day I just really felt like, hey, um, you know, I'm going to bring, you know, this, we have this little French bulldog. I love her. You know, her name is Peggy Sue. She's a beautiful little (laughs) French bulldog, right? And I brought her to work with me, right? And I hadn't brought her to work in over a year, just sensed, you know, something inside me and, I think we all would call that the Holy Spirit, right? Yes, and so um, I brought I brought uh, Peggy Sue to work with me, and Peggy Sue runs in, runs upstairs, and runs over to one of the um, uh, people that work in my office, and runs over and just starts licking their face, right? And pe- it's not unusual. That's kind of dog Peggy. She just uh, loves everybody. And the person just starts crying, right? And uh, uh, the person said to me, goes, last night I had to put my dog to sleep, oh. and today you brought your dog, and it came over and just loved on me. I, and, and I, you know, what I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make, and I've probably never shared that story before, and I've shared hundreds and hundreds of stories, is just be led by the Spirit. Just walk slowly through your office or when you're on a job site or you're in work in cubicles, whatever. Just walk slowly and try to sense where God is leading you and what to do. You know, I'm not talking about being a weirdo. I'm not talking about, like, I don't have a big Bible on my desk, right? You know, uh, I don't talk in Christianese. I just try to be Christ-like in my job. And, and also, like what I shared about praying for people, that prayer for people, it does something inside of you, and that, um, that comes out, and it connects to people. And, and you'll really see, like, a culture and an environment change in your atmosphere. I mean, you know, Kaz, I, I, honestly, I'm just, everywhere I go, I'm just trying to change the atmosphere, oh, you like know, into, a, into, an, uh, into an atmosphere that attracts people to Christ. And, you know, Cass, what kind of cool thing about this is this has not been a negative for my company. Okay. This hasn't been something like, well, I'm doing this or I'm acting this way and that's hurt my bottom line. I have to say just the opposite. You know, uh, 
you know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, he who wins souls is wise. Mm. And, you know, there's another scripture in Proverbs that says, wisdom is better than a big bank account and a big salary. <laughs> you know, so when you start connecting, and this kind of maybe could go into your question about uh, budding entrepreneurs, uh, you know, um, I think the answer to that is, it's all about application. Yes, it can absolutely work. It, it not can, it will work. Yes. And not just for me, there's another scripture that comes to mind, Kaz, is God's not a respecter of persons. What he does for Kaz and what he does for Mike, he does for everybody. So um, it's all about the application. Oh, so, if, like you know, like, if I'm... you're if you're in a situation where you feel like you just need to humble yourself, hmm. you know, maybe a, a, with authority or in some way, God will do something supernatural. That's exactly, you know, the, uh, you, know you, you, you hit the exact point that I had noted to maybe ask you for the questioning on. And one of the things, we're talking about people that are in business or working for a business, and there's... And, and, and you're showcasing this by your life and lifestyle as the owner of the organization. And you just ma- mentioned something about the, the right heart attitude to do this. If you come in like the big boss and say, you know, you know pound your fist on, on the desk and say, this is going to have to happen right now or you're going to be fired. I mean, please. But the, when, when, you, when you showcase the character of God, like Jesus was transparent, and he, there was a vulnerability that he presented, and he had his disciples present. And when you have that level of approachability, life's changed, don't they? And you as a, as a leader, that happens. But this is also a directive not only to budding entrepreneurs, but also employees. Would you speak to that? We've got a couple of minutes left in this, uh, in this segment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean like... You know, it's like uh, when, you, when you're interacting with your boss, you know, if you can, uh, you know, like one of the things is like I have clients, right? And I try to be like to the utmost respect for them because they're my customers, right? You know, they're, the jobs they provide for us puts food on the tables for our employees. Yes. And then for the people that work for us, our employees, I don't look at them as, you know, like my, uh, you know, like, uh, um, like I'm superior. Yes. You know I mean, these are, these are people that I'm on the same team with. I mean, and you know, I, and I think it, things come really out, like people could really tell, is how you treat people that you don't have to, like, you know, the people that are, you know, in a lower position of our company, I don't have to go out of my way for them. I don't have to. I do it because, first of all, I want to. I love doing it. But it's also incredibly um, Christ-like to reach out to everybody. Yes. It's just, you know, it, when you're li- working that way, living your life that way, People will be attracted to Christ, you know what I mean? And, and so uh, we, I had shared earlier about uh, this prayer time that I spent on Saturday, right? So I do it in my private office um, in, uh, in my construction company. I have my, you know, my private office. And so I also have worship music that goes on really low. It's like it's been in the, uh, the same song has been pay, playing for 365 days a, a year, <laughs> seven days a week, 24 hours a day, one song. Okay, and it's just playing really slowly, and um, and the name of the song is Holy Spirit Come, and oh, you can like barely it. hear it. It's just background music to me, you know. And um, and this is also the place where I spend, you know, a couple hours, you know, two to three hours a week in prayer, praying over my jobs, praying for the people I work with. My wife calls my uh, my office, my private office. She calls it the Holy of Holies because oh. over a hundred a hundred people that have walked into my office. I don't, I'm not even saying anything to people, Cass. I'm like, I'm just, they just come into my office and they'll break in tears. I've had so many people just get born again right in my private office 
because we created an atmosphere mm. and so uh, and an environment that's attractive that attracts people to God. I love you know, that. They're attracted to Christ inside you. I like and so, it. Um, but I also want to answer your question, though. It's all about the application. Well, we've it's got about 60 about... seconds left in this uh, segment, so answer quickly, and then we'll delve into it in the next segment as well. Yeah, you see it in Luke 6, um, around the 47th verse, and, you know, uh, uh, Jesus says it's um, the person that uh, hears my word and obeys it. One translation says, puts it into practice. And so you have two people. You have the rock man and the sand man. The rock man is the one that has built its foundation on the Word mm. of God and applied the Word of God. And that's the one that when a torrent storm comes, a big storm comes, the house cannot be shaken. Yes. So when you put your life, your business, your marriage, you know, your church, whatever you're in, whatever you're doing, you put that, that foundation in the Word of God and in Jesus Christ. When the storms of life come, you will not be shaken. I love it. I love it, Mike. Mike Rovner, my co-host for this hour. And, you know, there are many nuggets that he gave. And in the next segment, we're going to dig into some of his uh, book topics and deal with them there. But one of the things that I thought was very telling here is that you understand the value of worship and praise. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And you had uh, a song for a long time playing very low in the background uh, and it was Holy Spirit come. And my listening friend, the, the the stage can be set when we have a worshipful heart. And one thing I would re- uh, request and recommend, and I'm sure that uh, uh, Mike Rovner would say amen to this as we a- engage in the next upcoming segment after this commercial break. It's great to have a song like uh, Holy Spirit come playing low in the background. But I would recommend, and perhaps Mike Rovner would agree to, with me, that you do not have playing continually a song like it's a small world after all. <laughs> My friends, Mike uh-huh. and I will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Hi, my friends. You know, that was not to slight the music from Disney that's it's a small world after all. But uh, when you go into that ride, I tell you what, you have a hard time getting that out of your head for, I don't know, about five or six years. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, one of the one of the songs you don't want to let out of your heart and mind is the lyric that talks about Holy Spirit come, you know, make my eyes to see and my ears to hear and that I may reach out and touch the world with God's love. I mean, these lyrics uh, draw people because God inhabits those praises, and when God's in a work environment, the work can only be successful. Hey, Mike Rovner, co-host, uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time now, if you don't mind, uh, digging into your book and the who, why, what, where, when, and how of this book entitled Supernatural Business. And uh, I want, let me ask you who this book is targeted to. Uh, is it employers, employees, or a little bit of both? Uh, and then give us kind of the overview. And can we dig deeply in the last couple segments of this uh, this hour, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I thought, you know, one thing uh, just to give uh, 
people some background. I, I thought maybe I'd share a little bit about my testimony. Yeah. Um, just so people know, I, um, as I was listening to you, Kaz, I thought, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like he knows my background and, uh, basically, um, I come from a family of uh, drug dealers and drug users, and I was a drug user and a drug dealer from the age of 13. And so I never had any, um, I, and I'm actually a born-again Jew, and so um, I never had any experience with Christianity until I was in my mid-20s, and I met this woman who's now my wife, who was a backslidden Christian, and she kept on talking about getting her life right with God. And so, um, and I just uh, fell deeply in love with her, and, I, and I'm like, you know, if you want to get your life right with God, I'll go with you. And uh, she dragged me to a, a little church. And uh, first time ever in a church, um, I'm a drug dealer. And she dra- uh, takes me and drags me up to the front after the service. And there's this little woman, and she says, say this prayer and repeat it after me. And I'm like, sure. And here's a prayer, Kaz. God, come in my life. Take the things out that you want out and put the things in that you want in, in Jesus' name. Very simple, right, Cass? Very simple prayer. But a very exciting thing happened the next day as my house got raided by the police. (laughs) I tell people, be very careful for what you pray for. It might just happen. And and so, uh, long story short, um, uh, you know, um, uh, God really set me free from, you know, drugs uh, drugs and alcohol and drug dealing and that lifestyle. And I had a little drywall repair business, little small business. And so uh, my wife and I, we found this little church that um, the pastors are like professors of the Word of God. And so uh, when we'd go to church, they, they talk like this. Um, take, don't just listen to the Word of God as theology. Take it and apply it to your life. So I just would listen to the teaching and the preaching on the Word of God. And I would take it and try to apply it to my little drywall repair business. And that's what this book is about, how I started as a little drywall repair guy. And uh, which, uh, let me just tell you, it doesn't matter where you started, because um, uh, I love it. First Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the small beginnings, mm-hmm. because the Lord loves, loves to see the work begin. I love so um, I applied those scriptures of service, integrity, excellence, going the extra mile. Uh, humility, um, generosity, and applied that to my job, and my company grew supernaturally. So this book, Supernatural Business, is the stories, all the miracles that have happened over the last 28 years of applying the scriptures in my job. And I started with, you know, basically, you know, uh, you know, no education, you know, barely, you know, barely. I was so so on drugs in high school, I can't even remember the whole decade of the 80s. Right. I lost a whole decade. And God completely restored me, you know, and, and, and here's the funny thing. And I was thinking as I was listening to you, Cass, because you sound so articulate. And I mean, like, it's really, uh, it's really fun to listen to you, you know, and, and here I am, you know, with no education. And God has used me with all these smart people, people that have like alphabet soup next to their name, right? And then when they ask me, they go, so where did you go? You know, like some of my... Uh, colleagues, they went to Stanford or Harvard, and they asked me, what, what school did you go to, Mike? I said, the school of hard knocks. But God has used me, and I think it's because God has a sense of humor, that he would use somebody like me. And, he, and that's what's kind of cool about your show. God can use anyone. God can use anyone. It doesn't matter, you know, what your upbringing is or where you, where you started. God can use you oh in your sphere of influence, in your workplace, 
And and that's what this book is all about. It's all the stories, all the stories. Maybe in the next segment, and we can maybe uh, uh, kind of delve into it a little bit during this segment uh, and and tell a little bit more about the book because we want people to find out more about this. Let me give a couple websites that you, first of all, Thrive Teaching, T-H-R-I-V-E, teaching, T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G dot org. Isn't that right, Mike? That's correct. And so, yes, but l- correct. L- let me also give this website, and you you might be saying, "No, this is not supposed to be a business uh, interview. It's 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 a uh, it's a ministry related interview." But one of the things my co-host mentioned is that your business can be your ministry as well. So the website for uh, Rovner Construction is um, hand it back off to you. Oh, it's uh, rovnerconstruction.org. There you go. Pretty- uh, Ro- I'm sorry, rovnerconstruction.com. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So, my, I, and I appreciate you th- talking about me and then using the analogy of a lot of alphabet soup behind their name. The only, you've got me wrong about that. The only alphabet soup I have behind my name is the alphabet soup I left from dinner still on my shirt. But other than that, I appreciate the kind words. Let's speak. Spend a little bit of time, can we, uh, in the uh, minute or so, a couple minutes left in this segment. Mike, it goes fast, doesn't it? It does go fast, Kaz. It's been fun, though. I <laughs> love talking to you, Kaz. It's a pleasure. I mean, I really love it because, I mean, like, you have a great grasp on the scriptures. And so um, and so, uh, I love talking to people that have a great grasp on the scriptures. And like you, when we sh- talked earlier, you know, the um, you were very encouraging. Um, and... You know, like I could tell, you know, that you really want to help people with your show. And so that, to me, is just amazing. Oh, that's kind. And you know what? You and I collectively get to help people with this show today. So let's dive a little bit more into the specifics of your book. We've got about a minute left. It goes fast. I'm telling you, co-host, it goes fast. Yeah. So but spend about a minute now kind of giving some insights as to the value of Scripture that are applied in your book, and then we'll get specific into the last segment. So uh, handing the baton over to my co-host, Mike Rovner. Yeah, well, thanks, Cass. So, you know, uh, the book Supernatural Business is uh, about the application of Scripture in your job, and the book has got uh, story after story of not just me, but people I know that have um, that have be, uh, taken their, their job, their company, their business, their work, and basically given it to God and try to act in a way that's a, a, a way of obedience and to how they work. And so, um, you know, the book talks a lot about how, um, how prayer or your, the people you work with and, for, and also for asking God to show you how to do things. Like so many times, Kaz, I've been in a situation and just been way over my head, just way over my head and, and prayed, and I've really heard, like really sensed, the voice of God almost saying to me uh, that God is all I need. And and God has really showed me how to do stuff and given me like a spirit of creativity on how to work with people, not just easy people. I mean, I've had so much success working with difficult people. And so um, the book tells stories on how to work with difficult people, how to persevere through trials, um, how to operate in a spirit of humility, mm. how, you know, how to go the extra mile. I mean, I just was uh, working with this guy. We're uh, putting together a, a, a property that a property deal that we're doing, and you know, like it was really difficult. And his boss was very difficult. I mean, like one of the most difficult people I'd ever worked with. And the guy that um, was representing him really felt bad. He's like, "I really feel bad how my boss has uh, been handling this." And uh, he said to me afterwards, "He goes, I can't believe 
you know, um, you know, the, uh, just the grace that you gave us in this deal. He goes, you know, and then I Googled you and I went online and bought your book, you know, just because, you know, because the interaction in a difficult circumstance, and that's really where people can, you know, the rubber hits the road. It's not how we handle ourselves when times are great. It's how we handle ourselves uh, when, you know, everything is, you know, we're not clicking on all eight cylinders, right? And so... um, Can we use that as our uh, intro to the next segment, the last segment? You know, it's easy to survive and thrive when the world is going well and your business is going well. But how do you survive and thrive when it seems like uh, the government, uh, state and federal oftentimes, are trying to do things that thwart your ability to be a success? We're going to talk about those things and more when the author of the book called Supernatural Business, my co-host for this hour, Mike Rovner, and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And thank you very much. And my friends, welcome back to Come Together San Diego this hour is winding down, or as the clock does, winds up. And uh, my co-host for this hour is Mike Rovner, Rovner Construction, but he's much more than a contracting construction businessman. He's a guy who loves the Lord and who he, a guy who allows the Lord to help orchestrate what his business needs to look like and how it is to be defined. And that can be exciting because sometimes, Mike, I think, you know, we think we're going to go a certain path, but we give it to the Lord and he goes, let me show you this little nuance here, and it kind of changes your viewpoint. So uh, yeah. would, would you be so kind? I, we've we've uh, spoken about your book entitled uh, Supernatural Business and how you help people using the book as kind of a, a workbook in, in many ways. But we've talked in general terms, because we're in a time frame right now when many, business are be, be, and many businesses are being threatened and many business owners are, uh, are questioning if business is going to continue. I mean, so they have a lot of questions and a lot of anxiety pressing about them on many sides. Would you share some insights from your book that will help allay some of these anxieties that businesses and uh, business people may have? Uh, this is a time really for actually applying. Mike talks about uh, applying Scripture in your life, and this is really a time that there's some Scripture written down that was written thousands of years ago against which you can apply in your life and make your life better, make your business better. I'm going to hand the baton over to you, Mike Rovner. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Kaz. I, I, one thing I would tell people is, uh, is, uh, is breathe, you know, like, <laughs> um, because uh, just take, take, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, uh, there's a, a quote I really like. It, it says, um, it's not scripture, but it's a quote. I like it. Life is a collection of seasons. Right. And so, um, so um, many of us have had seasons where they were so good and we just wish they never would end, right? Yes. And, uh, and, but they ended, right? And so, um, and then sometimes, you know, like we're in a season like this one where we're just like, when is it going to come to an end? It has to be soon, and, and, and it hasn't ended. But life is a, a collection of seasons, and kind of the interesting thing about seasons is they do end. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and the scripture that comes to mind is an Ecclesiasticus, because there's a season for every activity under heaven. So take a, take a breath. Know that this season will end, and the next season, you know, um, uh, the next season will be better. I mean, we're going to come—I mean, like, listen, 
you know, we're going to come out of this season stronger and definitely smarter. I mean, you know, like, um, you know, it really exposed a lot of things in business, in business people. And, you know, one of them I'd say is, you know, like if, if you're living on the edge when times are good, when times are not good, you can potentially fall. So, I I mean, it really has exposed some stuff about like, um, you know, like having margin, you know, and and some people, let me tell you, like one of our businesses um, is that we own a salon and a day spa and, you know, Merry Christmas. It's been closed most of the time. Right. And um, and thankfully that we've diversified ourselves with other businesses and we had, uh, you know, we had enough to get through this season. But it's been hard. I mean, if you own a restaurant, you know, oh yes, it's been hard. It's been hard, but I'd like to encourage people and tell you that uh, this season will end, you know what I mean? And, and this, you know, um, you know, uh, the scripture that comes to mind is about perseverance, right? You know, um, uh, you know, where perseverance must finish its work oh, nice. so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. So, you know, like I say, take a breath, you know, like uh, try not to over panic. I mean, Cass, most people drown. Not because they don't know how to swim, but because they panic. Yes, anxiety. So like, yep. Yeah, so, you know, um, and, you know, uh, there's a cure. There actually is a cure, uh, uh, an antidote, um, a vaccine for anxiety. And you find it in Philippians. It says, you know, it just says it just like this. Philippians 4, 6, it says, don't be anxious about anything. But with prayer and petition, present your request to God and the peace of God that transcends mm. all understanding will guard your heart and your mind to Christ Jesus. So this, let this time, I mean, this time for us had to be some time on our knees. I mean, you know, cause you know, like we, at, at one point we had shutdowns all over the place on our construction jobs and hundreds of men trying to you move them all around it. And, and it. and it literally was a time of prayer, a literally a time of prayer and asking God to show us what to do. And we really, um, I mean, we experienced some mir- miraculous stuff through this pandemic. I mean, one of the cool things was, you know, we got this, uh, this very generous PPP from the government, right? And, but our, we had no, nothing for our workers to do, our construction workers, because the jobs had been suspended, you know, for about 60 days. And so I had all these workers, um, and, I had, and I was, you know, going to keep them employed, wanted to keep them employed, had the money from the government. So what we did during that uh, eight-week first shutdown is that we remodeled um, seven churches, we told them we'll do the. They're shut down, so they they can't. They're not opened up. We said, hey, listen, we'll we'll give you the construction workers. You buy the material, and we remodeled the inside of seven oh different my. churches. That's that, that's pandemic. innovative. Just, that's innovative. You know what the enemy uh, thinks is uh, for you evil, God will use for good, and this is a wonderful example. Uh, Mike Rovner, of how, because you've got a skill set of construction and you had the opportunity, so you caused a blessing instead of anxiety. That's remarkable. We've got about three minutes left in this hour, so let's bring it to a close, co-host. I want you to be a real encouragement to our listeners. Many of them are going through these anxious times going, uh, paychecks, employees, uh, how do I deal with this? One of the scriptures that I use is, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things of which you have need will be uh, provided for you. I'm going to hand it to you, but we only have about two and a half minutes or so, Mike. It goes so fast. It did. It was so fun, Kaz. I'm so glad you had me. I'm so appreciative. And, you know, um, you know, I want to talk to a little bit about Thrive Teaching Missions. Yes. You know, I mean, like, so what happened is that uh, over the years, I've uh, mentored and discipled 
literally uh, tens and tens of business people. And um, there's there's been people that I've mentored that have had just like the same type of supernatural miracles that I've had, right? And so, um, but I can't, you know, I just don't have time to mentor 100 people, right? Yeah, right? So that's why we put together the Thrive Teaching. And so the Thrive Teaching is literally a discipleship program for business people that I'm able to disciple people and they can do it all, all online. They can download all the stuff. And so our goal is to have this, um, this program, Thrive Teaching, which has curriculum for business people, has curriculum for the workplace, has scripture cards. You know, like uh, um, you might have noticed that I have a, a pretty good handle on the scriptures. And one of the things that the Lord showed me was to memorize scripture. And we have all these cards. I love that, it. Um, people could download on um, and on um, scriptures to do with your work. And so, um, and it's just like the little cheat sheets. And so, uh, <laughs> I we, love it. I'm looking at some of these card titles. You know, the prosperity green card, faith confession cards, do not be afraid card. Oh, th- this is remarkable. Yeah, and they can download it all for uh, they can download it all for free. My goal is to really the vision God gave me was to multiply uh, um, uh, the uh, the discipleship into thousands of business people. I can't do it, you know, one on one with everybody, but I'm able to do it all within this drive teaching, and it's such a value for churches. I mean, you know, because first of all, you know, there's really no risk because I we've created it as uh basically as a gift to churches mm. so um you know and, and you know we have seen churches explode with you know the the people inside the church explode which of course makes the church explode and so um you know i would encourage everyone to look at it you know if you like it use it if you don't we'll, we'll give you your money back that's, you know? good. <laughs> that's funny yes but listen my friend pay close attention to mike rovner uh, and the, he's the author of Supernatural Business. But this is a website you need to pay close attention to. So grab your pen, grab your pencil, and here's the uh, access, the website access. Thrive Teaching, all joined together, thriveteaching.org. Peruse the site and uh, get in there and order and acquire some of the information because it's God-ordained. And so, Mike, I'm, I'm so honored to have you for this hour Uh We've we've got about literally thirty seconds left in this segment. I want you to give a word of encouragement or prayer, your choice, my co-host, uh, to to our listeners as we close this segment. But you have about thirty seconds. But you're a co-host, so you can handle it. Thank you, Cass. Uh, Lord, I just take a moment and I say thank you, God, and I just declare over every single person uh, that's um, listening. Uh, to this program today, I declare a blessing, a supernatural blessing. I just declare a word of creativity, that they'd have a creativity, and I bind any spirits of anxiety. God, I thank you that the people listening to this show have a spirit, a spirit of courage, and they're able to take courage and move forward even in this time and oh, this boy. season. And God, I thank you for a, an outpouring of your spirit in the marketplace in San Diego, God, I think that it would be almost impossible to go to hell in the county of San Diego. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, man, oh, man. Nice prayer, Mike Rovner. I love that. My friend, I I hope you've been stirred by some of the insights of Mike 
Rovner, and you will be stirred by the contents of his book, Supernatural Business, and you'll be even more stirred when you visit a website entitled thriveteaching.org. Mike Rovner, thank you for joining me, my newfound friend. You're a powerhouse in the Lord. God mightily bless you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kaz. It was so fun. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. My listening friend, uh, stay with us for the next hour. We have a person by the name of Michelle Sulfur, and she is a woman who has a heart cry for the sanctity of life, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And she's also a, uh, a creative person, an artist. We'll talk a little bit about that. My listening friend, God wants you to embrace the things that he's stirred you in. It's not just a matter of you saying, oh, I kind of appreciate that. He may just hand you the baton and say, now do something about it. So it's a pleasure having Mike Rovner with me for this hour, and the next hour is going to be even remarkable as well. And uh, we're going to find out a little bit about the sanctity of life and what that means to you, but also what that means through you when I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, KPRAISE. Come together, San Diego, with Kaz Taylor on KPRAISE. And I'm back, my friends, with a brand new hour, with a brand new co-host, and a brand new topic. How exciting. And my co-host for this hour, I want to introduce this person to you because I, I've come to love not only who she is, but what she does. And uh, her name is Michelle Shelfer, and uh, she has written a new book called Prepare a Room. I mean, it's timely for this season, isn't it? Prepare a Room, A Path to Peace and Healing for Those Hurt by Abortion. So, my listening friend, I want to introduce this person to you, but when you listen to her, you'll be listening to more than just a voice. You'll be listening to a person who has activated God's calling in her life, and I want this to become an inspiration for you to activate God's calling in your life as well. Michelle Shelfer, how are you doing? I am so happy to be joining you, Kaz, and can I just say a big fat hello to beautiful, beautiful San Diego City and County. I've I've visited before, and I just think it's the loveliest place, and I'm so glad to be part of your community tonight. It's, it's a pleasure. Now, you're actually a, a person that was raised in the San Francisco Bay Area, is that right? That's correct. I was born and raised in San Francisco, and I currently live about an hour north in Sebastopol, which is up in Sonoma County. We're a little bit in the country, so we can uh, enjoy some of the beautiful um, features of the California landscape. We love it. And I I know that God loves the golden state because gold is one of his favorite precious metals. And uh, I think God desires to make the golden state truly the golden state again. I think that's his heart cry as well. And as I look at uh, the profile of California, there are certain things really that speak uh, in the face of what your heart cry is, and that's the sanctity of human life and the sanctity of young people and uh, grow, growing people as well, uh, that there's a target on these people. And I know this hurts your heart, and so God gave you a calling to do something about it. My listening friend, I hope that this is going to be an inspiration for you as well as we present the life and times of Michelle Shelfer. So I'm going to hand this to you a little bit here. I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about your pro-life story, and then we're going to di- dive into the content of your book 
and so many other things. And my listening friend, I want you to hear this testimonial from Michelle Shelfer and glean from it for your own life and times as well. Ta-da! There you go, Michelle. I set the stage for you. Have at it. You sure did. You, you gave me a lovely, uh, lovely, lovely entree. Um, well, we're coming to January, which is um, just next month, which is generally recognized as the uh, the month that honors the sanctity of human life. And yes. the reason for that is that um, the anniversary of the Roe v. Wade decision uh, is January twenty second. So back in nineteen ninety four, Ronald Reagan. Uh, established the National Sanctity of Human Life Day as the Sunday which is closest to that anniversary. And uh, this year it's going to be January 17th. And generally people are, are, re- are using the whole month of January to, to recognize this important, um, really important value, which is just to understand that we are given a gift of life by God, and we are to treasure that gift and not treat it as though it's disposable. Uh, And for me, this is a really fairly new ministry. I really just uh, wrote the book. I I wrote the book, and it was just released in September. Mm -hmm. So I was actually writing it during COVID, if you can believe it's just really that recent. And yet the, the issue surrounding the, uh, the effects that abortion has on men and women has been something that I've been personally dealing with for um, over 25 years. Mm, how so? Uh, yeah, well, it's a part of my history. It's a part of my past. My husband and I, we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. We had an abortion before we were married. And I'll just pause and say that that's fairly unusual because most relationships don't even survive abortion. But, but ours did, by the grace of God. And this was before I knew the Lord, and uh, it was something that came very naturally out of the kind of upbringing that I had in the San Francisco Bay Area, raised as a kind of a, a really a wild child, uh, under-supervised child, because my parents were divorced, and I lived with my mom, and she was working, and, and I was not very heavily supervised. So yes. I got into all kinds of garbage and trouble and um, tried everything that, uh, that I could get my hands on to, to make my life <laughs> more difficult. Um, but, you know, when you are raised in a fairly, um, I want to say, libertine environment where the whole culture is teaching that you should really explore your sexual freedom, the sexual revolution was really coming of age, and this meant that there was a lot of um, loosening of morale, yes. morality, and, you know, becoming unmoored from any kind of moral basis. And I didn't have a religious upbringing to begin with. So my parents were artists, and they were bohemians, you might say, in San Francisco in the 60s. And so I was raised to really just express my creativity, and that really included sexuality as well. Mm. So it's not uh, unheard of that when a person is exploring their sexuality, oh, well, they get pregnant. That's what happens. And so in a culture where, you know, sexual convenience is really valued over human life, the, the natural response to that is to then go ahead and teach the culture and the young people coming up that they have this wonderful alternative and it's actually not even just a choice. It's your right. 
it's your body, my body, myself. And so it was really very much a part of the culture of those days, as most of your listeners know, that we we would just go get an abortion if we had an issue come up, uh, such as a pregnancy. It wasn't thought of as a child. It was thought of as a, a problem to be you know, disposed of. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Michelle, would you hold that thought for a moment? We have a commercial break we have to go to, but I think you've delightfully set the stage for the content of the remainder of this hour. And my listening friend, here's the deal. You know, what goes around comes around. We have been introduced to a free-flow lifestyle in the earlier days. You know, many of us are old enough to remember that level of freedom, which was immorality uh, cloaked as freedom, uh, back in those days, re- fairly recent days, but where has it gone from there? That level of freedom and I have a right to my own body mentality has taken the foreground and much of the current turmoil going on in the United States is as a result of that or poor education or so many different things as well. You know, the prolific uh, improper lifestyles that uh, people lead, all this stuff, it, we're, we're looking in the face of that right now and I, I'm just, I've been impressed about Michelle Shelfer that God has prepared her for this time, moment in time to take what she's learned. And she, uh, I'm going to say this in, a, in an analogy form, but to be able to showcase the scars from her past to use them as healing for you and the, uh, the, the world as well today. So, Michelle, stay with us because as the, my co-host, we're going to delve into this more specifically as we go from here. But uh, we're going to be talking about Michelle Schilfer and her Prepare a Room, a Path to Peace and Healing for Those Hurt by Abortion. And so many things when Michelle and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friends. I have a remarkable co-host for this hour. Her name is Michelle Shelfer. She's an author, but she's an artist. And she's also a person who listens and obeys God's directives. And that's the thing that entices me and excites me the most because she's had some a marked challenge in her past and some of it was tied to abortion. My past, way back, way, way back in the day, uh, dealt with an abortion issue as well, and it is something that God has forgiven me for. But I tell you what, uh, God has used that to kind of stir me to have compassion upon the people that are facing these challenges today, and I'm sure that this would be true with my co-host, Michelle Shelfer. Isn't that right, Michelle? Yes, and Kaz, I'm so glad that you brought up that it's part of your past, too, um, because it's really tempting to think that this is just something for women. Oh, no. Um, and it's really not. And in fact, um, I do a vlog teaching um, from the Bible about abortion, and I just uploaded today my most recent one, and it is directed to men, uh, because I've really been getting a, a very consistent response from the male readers of my book, although the book is really directed mostly to women. It does have a portion where it addresses men, but it's mostly to women. But yet men are reading it and really getting relief from it. And so it began to occur to me that rather than teaching that as an accessory um, issue, it's really it really is very much 
a man's issue too. It is. You know, one of the, I'm thinking way back. I mean, we're talking many, 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 many years ago, decades ago, and I was a young man at the time, and I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue. People said, "Well, this is the thing to do to to give you your you know may you continue your independence and things like that." And I bought into it without even. Uh, uh, carrying a moral argument. There was no moral argument to it at all. And I look back and I'm going, how stupid was I? You know, I mean, in, in real life, I mean, this is what many people are going through right now because of the way things are presented or marketed. And, you know, it's protecting my own body and things like that. The truth of the matter is uh, God has a different story, a different point of view. And one of the things that God wants us to do is make a stand. Uh, Michelle, would you mind if I shared a couple scriptures and then hand the baton to you for this segment and beyond? Absolutely, go for it. You know, I appreciate your your Jewish background, and there's one thing in the the, the Torah, the Old Testament, a uh, couple scriptures I'm going to bring to, to into people's remembrance here. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, Ecclesiastes chapter 1, it says, that which was, is, and that which is, shall be, and there's nothing new under the sun. And the point of the matter is this. The, the sins of today are not brand new. They are the sins of yesterday and the days before as well. And God has always, always, always desired to transition us to holiness. I mean, we can go back to the Old Testament days of Solomon. Uh, you know, we think Solomon was a great king, but he began to stray from the path when he actually embraced other gods and he actually offered his own children up uh, as sacrifices. You didn't know that about King Solomon? It's true. But the point of the matter is God's kids can think that we're doing something that's right and wise and so forth, and we miss the mark as well. God has people put people in this world right now, like Michelle Schelfer and others, to be able to say, oh, let's talk about this a little bit. When you realize it is the sanctity of life, then it changes the uh, perspective on that. And I, I'll just end with that scripture, and I'm going to hand it to you to expand on this or change the topic, because you are my co-host for this hour, Michelle Schilfer. <laughs> and I'm so happy to be your co-host. Um, well, you you know, you're bringing in a historical perspective that goes way back. I think uh, if you look at one of the sins of Israel that was most detestable to God, it was when they began to uh, mimic the pagan nations around them. Yes in passing their children through the fire My. to in, in uh, sacrifice to the god, or small g god, yeah. uh, that they worshipped, which was Molech, sometimes called Baal. Um, and he, uh, he, the god, let's see, where was I going to go with that? Just that this is nothing new under the sun, like you say. Yes. Uh, people have been considering their children as uh, disposable objects for, for min, millennia, really. Yes. And we do see it in the Bible, and it is really offensive before the Lord. But it's more than offensive, he, um, wouldn't you say, as God, there's a t- he, he's patient and tries to bring his kids back, but there's a point where he goes, I can't take any more of this. Innocent lives are being lost. I need to make a stand, and it's going to be injurious to you if you continue to disobey. My listening friend, my concern is in the United States of America, if things go the way that uh, liberalism will go, uh, we're going to be revisiting that, but we're going to also have to revisit God's wrath in that matter. I'm going to hand it back to you now that I've opened opened the floodgates. 
<laughs> well, well, yeah, the, the wrath of God is really the issue here, isn't it? Uh, because these things don't happen in a vacuum. They happen in a, a, a universe, a cosmos, that God has created a balance, and when an imbalance occurs, he has to make it right. Yes. And wrath is his uh, proper and just response to sin, to any sin. Uh, and, the, you know, of course, the good news that we have yes. and that we can focus on as Christians, and to those who are listening who may not know Jesus, this is good news for you, too, is that we don't have to be exposed to that wrath, uh, that we have an opportunity to let someone whose shoulders are stronger than ours to bear the burden of our guilt for, for the things that we've done, and that, that one who has the ability to bear that burden is Jesus Christ, Yeshua, I call him because I'm Jewish, and that's what his mommy probably called him. Um, he can bear that burden, and he says, come to me, all you who are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. So instead of those of you listening who may be carrying a burden of guilt and shame uh, for your abortion experience, you have an opportunity in Jesus to really release that and just let it go. If you lay it at the foot of the cross, there is one there who is just waiting for your repentance, waiting for you to turn from what you've done, confess what you've done, understand how, just how, uh, how grievous it is before the Lord. You've not only uh, sinned against your child, but you've sinned against God. And when you recognize that and say, I see it, Lord, I see what I've done, and I'm really, really repenting now, and I'm, I'm so sorry, and I ask for your forgiveness. If that, that's available, that, that um, shelter from the wrath that you're talking about is available. Yes. If we take it to a national level, we're talking about a different process, I think, that I think, you know, some are even saying that the, the pestilence, so-called pestilence uh-huh. of COVID, yes. is, uh, is one way in which God might be expressing his wrath. I, I, you know, that's above my pay grade. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and, and but, mine as yeah. well. But it's, 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 if you look back at Scripture, you can find a real precedent for this happening. So that, that's part of the picture. But I think God just—first of all, God is a father. So it, when, when you're taking his children— out of the mix on earth, of course, they're to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So they win on both counts. But you're taking them out of this natural life, which is robbery. It's robbery and murder. And God's saying, no, I, I built this person to impact this world. And you're taking them out of this, out of my very plan. Uh, how heartrending. So my listening friend, I, I'm just so thrilled that Michelle is here with this vision because I think she's going to stir your vision as well. Now is the time to make a stand. It's not just sitting back and go, I'll just stay in the pews and watch this thing unfold, and uh, however it happens, then I'll deal with it. No. Now is the time to make a stand, make your voice heard, but make sure it's God's voice through you rather than you demonstrating anger in in the midst of this stuff. Just make sure it's God's directive uh, instead. Isn't that right, Michelle? Well, yes. And, Kaz, I just want to... emphasize what uh, what God has given me as my yes. particular little piece in this puzzle, because there are many ways to address uh, the horror of abortion. You can do it through legislation or social works or protest or, you know, many different ways. But the specific assignment that has been given to me and which I hopefully um, 
was able to fulfill with this book that I wrote is to really just talk about what's happening to the man, to the woman who is suffering because of the abortion experience. Yes. And it's a very personal, uh, one-on-one kind of approach. Um, while I care about the rest of it, this is my particular offering, yes. is that if the listener has someone in their lives, and, and of course everyone does, everyone is touched by this, if it's the person sitting next to you in the pews, you may not even know about it. They're keeping it to themselves. They're suffering in silence. Members of your family, members of your community, members of your circle of friends who have gone through an abortion and are really um, suffering, that this is intended to be a tool for them. It's actually a path that's laid out that hopefully will bring them peace and healing. Yes. Can we talk more about that in the remainder of this hour? I mean, I think we've opened a doorway here that people really need to realize that that doorway is available to them, and I'm going to invite you to help them walk through it. Would that be okay for the remainder of this hour, Michelle? Of course, yeah. Well, my listening friend, I think Michelle was kind enough to open a door of necessity. Uh, This world really needs to have, uh, I would say, a conscience, and many people just don't have a conscience, or the Scripture talks about a conscience being seared. And what God wants to do is he wants to restore the conscience because he wants you to be conscious of him and what he has done for you. And within that revelation, there's tremendous healing, but also empowerment. And Michelle Schulfer and I are going to talk about this healing and empowerment for YOU and those around you when she and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Negative, second one positive. Negatively, if we saw the condition of our nation, we would all be in prayer. Positively, if we could see what God could do with our nation, we'd all be in prayer. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. Well, I am back with my co-host for this hour, Michelle Shelfer. And I'll tell you what, she's an author, and she's a remarkable artist, and so many other things. But one of the things that I really uh, am in, in, enticed by observing her about, and that is she hears God's voice, obviously, because what she does is based on obedience to what he is saying. And, you know, she may not have strategized that God was going to give her this kind of a ministry, but he has because of her experience. And sometimes, you know, we have experiences in our lives and we go, oh, that's a big scar on my life. And God says, I'm going to use that as a tool to bring many people to me. And so your experience, which you may have thought was negative and could have been negative if you allowed it to lie there. But God will say, let me transform that into a tool to bring many unto my intimacy, to my relationship. So Michelle, Shelfer, it's a it's a joy to have you with me because you you've had the experience in your life and that which the enemy meant for evil God will use for good and he's using that in your life but as we minister on this remainder of this hour you and I together with people who have felt the anxiety and pain of the topic of abortion and the issue of abortion how that can be transformed into something that can change lives for the positive through the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm handing it to you, Michelle. Well, 
you're really talking about redemption. Uh, you're talking about how God doesn't waste our pains and our hurts, does right. He? Right. He makes use of them and He redeems them so that we can be a comfort to others through what we've been through. So even as we're suffering, we can know that it's going to come out right on the other end because He's going to use it yes. for our benefit and for the benefit of others around us. That's really true. Yes, so here we are. Uh, we're in a world where many people have been taught erroneously that it's okay to give up the sanctity of life and to do things that are adverse to God's character and to his word. And so here we are in the thick of this during a radio broadcast, and I have given you the floor to be able to communicate your heart cry, which is God's heart cry through you to these people that are listening. So what would you say to them, Michelle Shelfer? Well, um, you know, I can see all the people who are in the listening audience who are keeping a secret mm. and who are staying silent because there's no one to talk to about this really difficult topic. It is so shameful. It is so uh, icky, you might say, mm. that it takes somebody with my chutzpah, my <laughs> Jewish chutzpah, to be able to be the one to say, okay, this is something we're just really going to have to talk about now because we don't have to walk around like this carrying this filth and this shame from, from our pasts. This is something that we can have freedom from, and this is something that we can convert into joy, that our ashes are turned to gladness and, and our uh, spirit of fainting, is into, uh, we can become oaks of righteousness, mm. that, that God really has that transformative power to be able to take this tragedy that so many of your listeners, I know, have experienced and uh, turned it into something that's a blessing in spite of the fact that there was a terrible, tragic loss involved. Yes. And you know, it wasn't just a loss of a child, because when an abortion occurs, it's not just the child who's destroyed. The identity of the woman is also destroyed, and the man as well. But let's just talk about women for a moment. The identity of a woman has very much to do with the way that she's designed, and her reproductive system, and the miracles of the human body, and the way that it's that it's made and designed to function. It's all God-made, and there's only, only that can explain how miraculously it comes together with all the tiny details of hormonal things and the, the reproductive system in all its glory. And I'm speaking even to people who've never had children, that this is still the case, that there is a natural mothering nature in women that is uh, assaulted, and insulted and even destroyed through abortion. And that really affects all her relationships going forward. It affects her identity, her sense of self, her sense of self-worth. And this is all things that, that, that many women and many listeners right now are just carrying around with them for years. Often it takes a long time for people to process these things yes. because we are sold. One of the lies that we're sold is that we can just get on with our lives. But in fact, this thing starts to gnaw at you, as it did with me, and it becomes a sticking point. For me, it became uh, an absolute stumbling block after I became a Christian, and I realized that I was not able to receive the forgiveness of Jesus because of what I had done. I did not consider that this 
particular sin was forgivable. Mm -hmm. And I had to go through my process of really uh, recognizing that I was denying the cross, that I was denying myself relief, and that I really wanted something that I wasn't allowing myself to have. And so I, I pursued it with vigor, with many tears, and with much prayer on my knees and until until I got it, until I had a, a kind of an encounter. I, I mean, I can describe it if you think uh, the listeners would benefit from this. Well, you're, you're, you're a co, uh, co-host on the show. We've got about three minutes or four minutes in this segment, and then we have the final segment, which will, will be about 10 or 11 minutes in length. So I'll let you uh, kind of manage the time clock here. So you want to sp- begin this here and then delve into it and, and make a conclusive statement, summary statement at the last, in the, in the last uh, segment. You're welcome to do that. So what would you like to do there, co-host? I'll, I'll just, I'll just um, talk about it now okay, briefly. Good. Basically what occurred was that, and you'll find that many women who have had abortions, they feel guilt not only toward God, but they're guilty toward their child, mm, who's who yes. innocent life that they took this person's life. And this becomes such a stumbling block. And so I I cried out to God, how in the world can I receive your forgiveness after what I have done to my child? And and I I did, as I said, pursue this with vigor. And And I did get an answer. I got an answer from God in my spirit. And that answer, it was as if my child was saying to me, how can I help but forgive you? I am dwelling in the land of forgiveness, in the the." I'm yes, sitting yes, in yes. the lap of the forgiver. Yes. There is no there's no um finger pointing up here. There's no resentment and bitterness up here. There's no grudges held up here where I live. Where I live there is just freedom oh and my. forgiveness and peace. And when I heard that I realized that I could let go of this thing. My, my. I could let Jesus hold this burden. And it. that's when I received forgiveness. Uh, Michelle, that that is so heartrending. Before we go any further, is there a website that people can go to to find out more about you and your book, which is called Prepare a Room, A Path yes. to Peace and Healing for Those Hurt by Abortion? A, a website, and then I'm going to have you—what what I sense is happening right now is we're using this segment to deal with the fact that the, this sin or these sins are forgivable, and in the last segment we're going to actually take it to the next step and say, what's next? So would you give a website, and then I'm going to ask you to say— a, uh, like a 60-second prayer to people and say your that sin, if you give it to God, is forgivable. And in the last segment, we'll spend on what happens as a result of that forgiveness. So website first. Okay. Uh, preparearoom.com. It's all one word, preparearoom.com. And my vlog is, my, my channel on YouTube is Prepare a Room. And the, the video, is the vlog is called Life After Choice. And you can go to Prepare a Room and see all our materials. We have a CD. We have our foundlings prints, which are the drawings that I'm producing on a daily basis. By the way, my friend, I have to butt in and say these drawings are remarkable. She has such a heart for rendering babies and young people and things like that. You need to visit this. It's remarkable. Go ahead, Michelle. Um, so just, yeah, we have the vlog and the book and the and songs and and. That's at preparearoom.com. Would you like me to pray now? Yes. Would you take about 
I'm sorry to truncate this because of the, the clock. I have to be conscious of sure. this. But take a minute and pray over uh, the people that are listening and just in, in, in confirm to them and give them a confidence to know that God uh, is dealing with them as it's a forgivable sin. This is a forgivable sin. And in the last segment, we'll deal with what that means to them now. Go ahead, Michelle. Um, oh, Lord. Um, listeners, I come to you as, a, as an ambassador from your future. Yes. I come as a messenger of hope. And I, 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 I'll go into prayer now. Lord, I'm just lifting up the listener who is really recognizing, perhaps even for the first time now, she's starting to make the connection between some of her self-destructive behaviors or attitudes and the abortion experience that she had. These are feelings that have been long buried. These are feelings that she has tried to stuff and she can't, and they're affecting her life and they're affecting her relationships. I lift this person up before you, Heavenly Mm. Father, that you would open her eyes to a doorway that is open to her to receive peace, freedom, O Lord, eternal life, complete forgiveness. Oh, Father God, fill this person with your Holy Spirit. Give them hope, O Lord. Speak to them in their own individual idiom, O Lord, in their own language that they understand that you have a message of salvation and forgiveness and complete wholeness, what we call shalom, Mm. in you. Lord God, I ask that you would do this, that your name would be glorified and lifted up. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Amen. My listening friend, if you prayed that prayer, you can trust God that he will fulfill your those requests because it's his heart cry to have you healed more so than you and your heart cry to be healed. So we can entrust that God has done that, is doing that, and will do that. My listening friend, I want you to ponder this during the commercial break because we're going to come back and Michelle... Shelfer is going to share with us what the decision you made and the pray the prayer you prayed means to you. And my friends, it's absolutely good news. And we're going to share it when Michelle and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K Praise. Now back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K Praise with Cass Taylor. And welcome back, my friends. I want to welcome you back to a remarkable show. And my co-host for this hour is Michelle Schelfer. And she is the author of a book called Prepare a Room, A Path to Peace and Healing for Those Hurt by Abortion. But more than just a book, she does a blog. Uh, She does uh, so many different communications. She's an artist. And you know what we did in the last segment, which sets the stage for this segment and I'm going to hand it over to Michelle very shortly. But we prayed, she and I, and I just kind of agreed to her prayer, and we prayed that God would heal you from this anxiety and from this sin and uh, give you that repentant heart that he can use to kind of grow you into the fullness of what you've been called to be. So, Michelle, may I give a couple of scriptures, and I'm going to hand it to you, because my listening friend, you know what you've done? You've opened the door to God's presence and this is remarkable. In God's presence, there's fullness of joy. And Michelle's going to share with you a little bit about what this means. But I want to give you biblical substantiation for what you just did in the last segment. 
And uh, I, I appreciate uh, uh, Scripture in the book of James, chapter 5. It says in verse 15, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he committed sins, they shall be forgiven him or her. My listening friend, do you realize what you've done in the last segment? Michelle led you into a prayer, and that prayer of faith will uh, transform sin into righteousness, and God's got big plans for you as a result. And so I'm going to hand it over to you, Michelle. Now that you've set the stage for this, why don't you share what this healing means and looks like? We've got maybe uh, mm, six or seven minutes or so in this segment before the end of this hour. Michelle, uh, be honored to have you give your input, Michelle Shelfer. Six minutes to talk about uh, life without uh, without the burden of guilt and shame. Um, I'll do my best. Well, now um, it's five minutes, five minutes and uh, eighteen <laughs> seconds. If you'd have just started right away, you'd have had more time. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, oh my goodness! What should I say? You know, there's a kingdom. Uh, the first words that Jesus spoke when he began his ministry were. Repent, for the kingdom Mm, of heaven is at hand. There's a kingdom in which Jesus is the king. And in that kingdom, things are a little bit different from the way they they go out here in the world. Uh, The enemy of God has been called the ruler of this world. But there's another kingdom. And once we enter as citizens of that kingdom, we have so many benefits and so many blessings to look forward to that we could never, ever have imagined. It's not something, it's, it's like a person with sight trying to describe a color to a blind person. If you have not entered into this kingdom, you can't know it until you've been there, and yet you are invited to take that leap of faith and step into that kingdom, just leaning on, the, the, the beautiful story that we read in the Bible, which is the Word of God and His message of hope for us, there is a place where we have belonging, where we're not cast out, where we're not feeling alienated, where we are belonging, we are embraced into the Beloved, as it says in Ephesians 1.6, accepted in the Beloved, this sense of being fully loved, fully fully accepted and seen for who we are, and yet seen, yet loved, because some of us feel that if we were truly seen for all our secrets and all the shame that we carry, that we wouldn't be loved, or somehow we deserve not to be loved. But in the kingdom of heaven, this wonderful citizenship benefit is that we're seen and loved. Yes. So, this is what we have to look forward to. This is, this is the life of the, uh, the Christian. Now, it's not an easy life. It's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of challenges. Uh, the things I'm doing now, I, I didn't choose to do. They were chosen for me by the Lord, in, in my understanding, from what I seemed to hear from the Holy Spirit. Uh, but that kind of constraint is one that I welcome, because I know that what the Lord has for me and I say this, what the Lord has for you, it is so much better yes. than whatever I could, could cook up for myself. 
I I already had plenty of time to cook up stuff for myself, and it and you know it didn't go very far. Yes, I had plenty. I I I wasn't saved until I was forty eight years old. I had plenty of time to see what I could do with my life without his help. And believe me, this is a great improvement over that. Oh my my! By, so there's so there's so much to look forward to. And my friend, you have just opened the door to eternity by your confession of sin and giving it up to the Lord. And the Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner who has repentance. So there's a, a party going on in the heavenlies because of your decision to pray the prayer and embrace what uh, Michelle Schulfer said. My listen, friend, we're, we're at a vital time right now, and it's time to be clean with the Lord so c- he can use you to inquire, uh, require or inspire, shall I say, other people to become like that as well. So, Michelle, in the minute that is, <laughs> sorry about that, but the minute that is left, do you have a quick word of encouragement to our listeners? And then I, I will share a scripture that I think uh, uh, brings this program into conclusion, and then we will say Merry Christmas to you, my friends. Go ahead, Michelle. Well, I just want to um, say that those who may wonder why I, I named the book Prepare a Room, and by the way, there's a picture of a door on the cover, and it's an open door because this is what we want to do is open yes. the door to this process for you as a reader. The reason that I chose the name Prepare a Room is because I was honoring uh, my favorite uh, line in A Christmas Carol, the wonderful Isaac Watts, where it says, let every heart prepare him room. Yes. And really that was a way of Isaac Watts saying, soften your heart to be able to let Jesus come in and help you and be for you what you can't be for yourself. Mm. Let him be your Lord. Let him into your heart. Let him have his way with you and make you into the person that he would like you to be because that's your best self. Mm. That's your best you that you can be. And that's really where this book got started, was with that one line from A Christmas Carol. Oh, I love it. Uh, website again for that, uh, Michelle Schelfer. Preparearoom.com, and the vlog is at uh, Prepare A Room is the channel, and the vlog is called Life After Choice. Oh, my. Michelle Schelfer, thank you for spending this hour with me, and thank you for inspiring our listeners to get the right focus here. God is a God of salvation, but he's also the God of great forgiveness. If you allow him to apply that to you, it will set you free. And in that freedom, you're going to desire to do things uh, to, uh, to tell people about him. My listening friend and Michelle, thank you very much for joining me on this hour as well. I'm going to leave with a scripture that I think is appropriate. And Michelle can say amen as we close the show as well. This is found in the book of Isaiah chapter 9. We're talking about a time where the child, we're talking about children, and a couple thousand years ago, this was the appropriate verse that was spoken of in Israel and beyond, and to us as well. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of peace, and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. My friend, the governments of this world and of the United States are vying for control. 
when you allow Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to be in control of your life and govern you, life can change for you and life can change for those who embrace the same Jesus whom you embrace. So, Michelle, thank you for joining us on this Come Together San Diego broadcast show and my listening friend. Michelle and I say, God bless you. And one God quick, bless you. Th- that was what I was looking for, Michelle Schelfer. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what a co-host does. So together we're going to say the same words again as we close the show. Michelle and I say, God, God bless, bless you. you. See you later, my friends. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks for joining Cass Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.